Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 26th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord's unfailing love and mercy never cease, fresh as the morning and sure as the sunrise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. God of all glory, we give you thanks that through the gift of baptism, you have been crucified with Christ. We have been crucified with Christ and united with him in resurrection. By the power of your Holy Spirit, let our lives proclaim the good news that we are dead to sin and alive to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 143, 147, 12 through 20, 1 Kings 3, 16 through 28, Acts 27, 27 through 44, and Mark 14, 12 through 26. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications in your faithfulness. Answer me in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued me, crushing my life to the ground, making me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore my spirit faints within me, my heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I think about all your deeds. I meditate on the works of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Selah. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I shall be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear of your steadfast love in the morning, for in you I put my trust. Teach me the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Save me, O Lord, from my enemies. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on a level path. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. In your steadfast love, cut off my enemies and destroy all my adversaries, for I am your servant. Song 147, verses 12 through 20. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for God strengthens the bars of your gates. God blesses your children within you. God grants peace within your borders. God fills you with the finest of wheat. God sends out God's command to the earth. God's word runs swiftly. God gives snow like wool. God scatters frost like ashes. God hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before God's cold? God sends out God's word and melts them. God makes God's wind blow and the waters flow. God declares God's word to Jacob, God's statutes and ordinances to Israel. God has not dealt thus with any other nation, 
They do not know God's ordinances. Praise the Lord. 1 Kings 3, 16-28 Later, two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. The one woman said, Please, my lord, this woman and I have uh, live in the same house, and I gave birth while she was in the house. Then on the third day, after I gave birth, this woman also gave birth. We were together. There was no one else with us in the house. Only the two of us were in the house. Then this woman's son died in the night, because she lay on him. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son from beside me while your servant slept. She laid her in him at her breast and laid her dead son at my breast. When I rose in the morning to nurse my son, I saw that he was dead. But when I looked at him closely in the morning, clearly it was not the son I had born. But the other woman said, No, the living son is mine, and the dead son is yours. The first said, No, the dead son is yours, and the living son is mine. So they argued before the king. Then the king said, The one says, This is my son, and that son that is alive, and your son is dead. While the other says, Not so, your son is dead, and my son is the living one. So the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. The king said, Divide the baby in two, then give half to one and half to the other. But the woman whose son was alive said to the king, because compassion for her son burned within her, Please, my lord, give, give her the living boy. Certainly do not kill him. The other said, It shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide it. Then the king responded, Give the first woman the living boy. Do not kill him. She is his mother. All Israel heard of the judgment that the king had rendered, and they stood in awe of the king because they perceived that the wisdom of God was in him to execute justice. Acts 27, 27 through 44. When the fourteenth night had come, as we were drifting across the sea of Adria about midnight, the sailors suspected that they were nearing land. So they took soundings and found twenty fathoms. A little further, they took soundings again and found fifteen fathoms. Fearing that we might run on the rocks, they let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. But when the sailors tried to escape from the ship and had lowered the boat into the sea on the pretext of putting out anchors from the bow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay on the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the boat to set it adrift. Just before daybreak, Paul urged all of them to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have been in suspense and remaining without food, having eaten nothing. Therefore I urge you to take some food, for it will help you survive, for none of you will lose a hair from your heads. After he had said this, he took bread, and giving thanks to God in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then all of them were encouraged and took food for themselves. We were in all 276 persons on the ship. After they had satisfied their hunger, they lightened the ship by throwing the wheat into the sea. In the morning, they did not recognize the land, but they noticed a bay with a beach on which they planned to run the ship ashore, if they could. So they cast off the anchors and left them on the sea. At the same time, they loosed the ropes and that tied the steering oars, then hoisted the foresail to the wind they made for the beach. But striking a reef, they ran the ship aground. 
The bow stuck and remained immovable, but the stern was being broken up by the force of the waves. The soldier's plan was to kill the prisoner so that none might swim away and escape, but the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for the land and the rest to follow, some on planks and others on pieces of the ship. And so it was that all were brought safely to land. And Mark fourteen twelve through 26. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. And wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went to the city and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he came with the twelve, and when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to him one after another, Surely not I, he said to them, It is the one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them and said, Take this, is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood for the covenant, blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So our readings for today, remember yesterday we talked about Solomon asking for wisdom, and this is the first story where we see a a piece of his wisdom, and this is um, a really interesting sort of classic tale. There are two women, they are prostitutes, they had, both had boys a few days apart. One's boy is killed or it dies in the night. Um, the, the one who's telling the story assumes that it's because she rolled over on him. Maybe possible, or, or maybe it's just hearsay, whatever it is. And the accusation is that that one then switched babies and then pretended that it's actually her baby and not, um, and that the others, other woman's baby had died in the night. Well, they come to the king. They want justice. They want um, him to make this decision for them. And he says, well, cut the baby in half, which sounds very callous, but actually it's a, it's a pretty wise thing because from the response to that, he gets his answer. Because one of them says, by no means, do not kill the boy. Give it to her. I would rather he be with her than he be dead. And the other one is like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Sure. Neither of us gets a, b- a baby. And so he says, well, clearly 
this is actually your son. It's not yours. So give it to her, right? Um, he figures out what the motivation is very quickly. Um, it, it's not a big thing. And people hear about this and they see the wisdom. Also, I think part of this is the fact that he is listening to prostitutes who, frankly, don't have a whole lot of um, sort of legal standing in the day that we're talking about. But he's listening to them. They, they have an audience with the king. They get to get justice from the king. Um, so partially there's that, that he's, he's listening to everyone, but also that he has this very quick wisdom and, and is able to ascertain very quickly what the situation is. Then we have from Acts. Paul is continuing on this journey to Rome. They have been at sea for a long time, and he says, everyone's going to be okay, but we're going to run aground. Well, in the middle of the night, they find that, or they, they sense that they're coming towards land as sailors might do sometimes. So they take soundings, they find out that they're getting closer, so they weigh anchor. And the sailors actually try to escape, but the soldiers, or Paul says, if they escape, then we're all dead. And so the sailors cut the, the, um, the boats free. That's a real act of faith. There's another major act of faith where Paul, again, takes the bread and he starts to eat it. And he says, it's the 14th day. We're all going to be fine. You're going to need to eat something for you to survive. We're going to be on this island. It's not great, but it's not this ship. So, you know, it's going to be okay. Go ahead and eat. And everybody says, okay. So they eat. And then they throw the rest of the wheat overboard. Again, this is a huge act of faith. This is the only food that we have, but we're going to throw it overboard. We assume that things are going to be okay because Paul, this guy who was right before and we didn't listen to him, now is telling us we're going to be safe, so we might as well go with it, right? And so everybody makes it to shore, um, either those who can swim or, um, or uh, they're, they're lashed to beams and that sort of stuff and just kind of drifted to this little bay. And we'll see what happens to them after that. Then we have Jesus and the Passover feast. Again, this would be a this is a major feast for the Jewish people. This is the the feast of remembrance of the end of slavery in Egypt, the tenth plague, when the angel of death passes over the um, the homes of the Hebrews that are marked with the blood of the lamb. And we are reminded that it is Passover, the time when the blood, the, the Passover lamb is slaughtered. And Jesus is sitting at this remembrance meal with his disciples, and he is telling the story wrong. Because first he tells them as they are dipping, probably this would be the time when they're dipping um, the matzah into this mixture of apple and raisin and spices, which is to exemplify not only the, the, um, the hardness of the life in Egypt, but also the sweetness of this, of this um, freedom, this redemption that they have. He says, one of you who is dipping in this bowl with me is going to betray me. And then he takes the bread, this bread that signifies the, um, the, the pain and the sorrow and, and um, 
the challenge of this time that they have and also the quickness that they needed to leave. He says, this, this is not the bread of that. This is the bread of my body, which is broken for you. And it's broken in pieces. There's all sorts of great symbolism here that he's, he's sort of using and, and um, redirecting. He takes the last cup of the, of the meal after, or the, yeah, of the meal which is the cup of redemption. And he says, this is the cup of the new covenant, which is sealed in my blood. Whenever you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. And the disciples don't get it. They don't understand, probably. And yet, we recognize this as something that we do every month when we gather together and remember this. Just as as the Jewish people continue to every year gather together and remember the redemption that they have through God and Passover, we gather together and remember the redemption we have not only in the Passover of God, but in the redemption we have in Jesus Christ. It unites us together as the people of God and calls us to remember over and over and over. So it becomes formational. So it informs who we are, that we are the people of God redeemed by God's blood, by the blood of the Lamb. Now, as the people of God, let us join our hearts together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially, we thank you for the mission and ministry of the church. For every service that proclaims your love. For the people and relationships that sustain us. Our calling to daily discipleship. Signs of new life and hope. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for this week. Today I want to thank God for all of the play school children and families who will be coming to school in a couple weeks. Pray that you would bless their time together for right now. Bless their time at the play school. Thank you for this wonderful ministry. Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. The stewardship and healing of creation. Friends and family members. Neighbors in special need. All who serve your mission in the world. People of God, for what else do we pray? 
We pray for the people of Afghanistan and Haiti. We lift up an online request from Didi for their friend Khadija. We also pray for a young lady I talked to on the phone earlier and her excitement and joy around uh, new, new business. We pray for the family and friends of Joe's daughter-in-law who passed away suddenly. For Donald and Deborah, friends of Bill's, Deborah's in the middle stages of Alzheimer's. We pray for Joan and Keith, former co-workers of Bill's. Joan has many health problems, and Keith is her primary caregiver. We pray for Louisa, Linda's granddaughter, who's gotten RSV and is now recovering. For Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's, who's back in the hospital. For Deborah, who continues to heal from hip replacement surgery and a broken rib. For Joy, who is a former play school teacher who's beginning chemo for colon cancer. And for all of the thoughts and prayers that we have on our hearts and our minds. Eternal God, our beginning and our end, be our starting point and our haven, and accompany us in this day's journey. Use our hands to do your creation and use our lives to bring others the new life you give this world in Jesus Christ, Redeemer of all. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now the grace of God be with us all, now and always. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.